Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go on a podcast. Last week, Eddie sat in with Al as I was out. This week, while at least for a couple of days, Eddie sits in with me as Al is out, and then Eddie heads off to Nova Scotia uh, tomorrow for about 15 days. What's up? Hello, podcast people. It's Iceland. Oh, uh, whatever. Same yeah. difference. Okay. Not Iceland, Nova Scotia. You're away. You're far away. Yes. We're not going to see you for like almost two full weeks. Uh, the 22nd, I'm back. That's frightening, because that means August is essentially over. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Man. And then, at that point, I will only have one Cowboys preseason game left before the regular season starts. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Tell me about it. Anyhow, a um, couple of things here. Some of note from uh, my trip. Others of note that I just saw. And this one I saw in the New York Post online just a few minutes ago, and I was wondering, you're such a 70s rocker mm-hmm. type I saw the keyboardist from the Kinks, John Gosling, passed away. Oh. Were you a Kinks fan? Yeah, huge. Uh, really? Yeah, they're one. Uh, to me, they're very underrated band historically. And they have their library. I mean, it's not like mega hits outside of like Lola and all right. that. But they have like hits spanning three decades, I would say. What would you say is their last popular hit? Oh, my goodness. That like Lola, every I mean, I would think everybody that knows rock music knows that song. Yeah, their last really big one was Paranoia. Uh, that was in like the late seventies, okay, early eighties. Um, and I don't think they've been like had a bigger hit than that in the last you know thirty years, right? Now, which is- it's a, it's amazing when you think about really not amazing at all. It's interesting when you think about bands that churn out hit after hit in a certain decade. And then all of a sudden, they still put music out, and yet doesn't have the mm-hmm. appeal. And I always yeah. wonder why. And then there are other bands that can, no matter what they put out, becomes a success. Yeah, well, there's certain like their their muse leaves them. You know, they you only have so many hits in you I, for most people. But all right, but this is always a conversation Al and I have had, and I thought this weekend was a very good example of this. I am not a Taylor Swift fan. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I don't dislike her. I don't like her. I hear a song. It's fine. I don't change it. It's mm-hmm. okay. Um, I am not a fan of a guy by the name of Miguel who's got this popular song right now 
which I wasn't aware of before this past week. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing this up for a reason. There's also, it was Taylor Swift, the Miguel song, I'm blanking out. There was another one that I heard a million times. Anyhow, Al and I always talk about why does a song become a hit? Is it because it's well-written? I don't think so, because I think a lot of hits, the lyrics are stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, Def Leppard, pour some sugar on me. Yeah, those lyrics are great. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. It's catchy, and usually it's the airplay. So my example would be, I must have heard Taylor Swift, the song Cruel Summer, and then Karma. We listened to, in when we got in the car in Houston, it was... First of all, trying to find English stations, one. There's a lot of Spanish-speaking stations, which is fine, except I don't know that stuff and don't understand it. So I settled on one. I would say it was the equivalent of 1027 and Z100, like that type of pop music. I never really changed it other than to try and find sports radio on the AM dial, which whatever. I didn't even listen to that very often. And my, my kids liked the music. It was fine. Conservatively, and I mean this. And we weren't in the car that much. Yes, we had a couple of trips to Houston, back and forth from the airport, and then back in for the baseball game, and then driving to Arlington. We had the station on for a couple of hours until it was out of reach. And then, you know, going back and forth to the beach. I must have heard Taylor Swift, those two songs, any combination of them, 30 times. So heavy rotation. Eddie. Two to three Taylor Swift songs an hour, sometimes the same song at the beginning of the hour and at the end of the hour. Yeah. To where at the end of the week, I'm like, I know this song. And it was catchy. I'm like, now I'm not going to sit there and say I'm going to go buy it or I'm going to put it on Spotify. But I can see how all of a sudden, like, you know it. And it's popular. Yeah. I mean, that's airplay more than anything. Yeah, well, that and that's the whole payola scam from back in the 70s. True. True. I miss used to say all the time, how do you think Billy Don't Be a Hero became a hit? (laughs) That's probably how. Mm -hmm. But... So now I come back to what I was saying, like certain bands that had these four or five or six really popular songs, and then all of a sudden, like nothing, they're still Mm -hmm. churning music out. So who makes the decision not to play them and make it popular? Yeah, that's a great question. There is a certain catchiness and people kind of, oh, that's going to be a hit. But those opinions and moods change when the new flavor comes out. And if you sound like the old flavor, no good. Right. And yet we'll go watch them for 30 years. Yeah. Play the same songs. Yes, because we like it and we remember where we were, what we were doing, what our life was like at that time. And it's usually good memories. I will tell you, when I hear Taylor Swift now, all I will think of is Texas. Mm -hmm. Like it literally was the soundtrack for the week, which was weird. And and obviously I I know who she is because you can't help, you know, if you're alive, you're going to understand who she is. You have to, sure. But I could not name a song of hers. And I, if I, if one came on, you might I, not know. I don't know if I could identify her voice. Really, yeah. I don't get the sense you're ever listening to that type of radio station, though. No, like a top forty. Yeah. No. Uh. Uh-uh. So that's really not up your alley. But you're aware of her. I mean, that yeah. to me is enough. And and things that like in the '90s where I was still stuck in the past, but there are obviously like uh, Nirvana songs, just to use them as an example that I like. Yeah. And it's because they were they branched beyond like I don't think they were ever maybe not on a top forty, but they get, were played on classic rock stations even early on. So I got to know them and I sure. like uh, a lot of their songs. Yeah, it's a different time with the radio being what it is, or music radio being what it is now, and how Spotify and Apple Music has really kind of taken over how I think most people listen to music mm-hmm. uh, these days. It is different. Um, 
So away in Texas last week, spent three days in Houston slash Galveston, really at Galveston Beach, and then three days in Arlington uh, before we came home yesterday. And another thing that was, and I know Texas is a very religious state. Is that fair to say? Would you say uh, that? I, I would think, yeah, the God, Bible country, is, family, right? Yeah, it's more important there than, than here. What really struck me was the, and I said to you today during the warm-up show, remind me about the business mm-hmm. of church. I get having churches all over the place. What really blew me away, though, were the amount of billboards for churches. Mm-hmm. And I know we see around here the Jesus billboards, mm-hmm. and I don't even know what that's for. I know it's for some religious business, but it's not for a church. Like, there were church billboards, mm-hmm. and it was almost like icky. Yeah, no, were these mega churches, quote unquote, um, where you have a guy like well, a Joel Olsen going and talking in front of a? So I don't know. I, now I never got that's in in Lakewood, Texas, I believe, where it's called Lakewood. Minute, I forget where his is, but it's in Houston, and I never went and looked. I was told Al I was going to go look and try and find mm-hmm. it for poops and giggles, take a picture. Never did though. We stayed by the beach. I wasn't going to do that. Um, but more so, there was one. It was the Church of Grace, I think that I saw like numerous billboards and it just, it left me feeling like they were advertising for customers. Sure. That's how it felt. They are. But I, and growing up, you always felt, at least I did. I always felt like while I wasn't stupid, I saw the collections and I knew not when I was five, but you know, nine, 10, 11, 12, you start to realize, well, they need to make money in order to run this thing. Like mm-hmm. I do get that there is a business sense to it. I always felt like there was a separation, though, in that they just need to raise enough money to run it. And I guess part of me still always thinks that, even though I don't believe it any longer. But you want to believe it? This felt like, we're looking to make some cash. Come check out our place. Yeah. Like, that's what it felt like. Yes. And the churches were big. Yeah. Not monstrosities, but they were big. Well, I mean, they're they're selling hope, I guess, to people. That's exactly what you're doing. And it's, you know, you compare that, and it's a different idea, but all the, you know, YouTube influencers who are peddling a diet, and that's also peddling hope. Like, hey, listen to me, follow me, and I'll get you in shape. A little different, though, because those are usually backed by some sort of scientific proof. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, and I made the joke that, some of the people that Greg and Al are following are really out there. And I heard the conversation about fluoride and it's like the same thing I say to Al all the time. And we've had this conversation where he'll be like, you know, you know, Doritos aren't good for you. Why do you eat them? Because they taste good and they're fun. You know, it's like there's, there's extremes. Yes. If you want to cut out every piece of sugar and hard to do and, but you don't need to go to that extreme either. And, you know, if someone weighs 300 pounds and wants to lose weight, how about we start slowly? Let's cut let's cut soda out. Mm-hmm. And then when you're comfortable with that, then we're going to cut out chips. And then it's a slow build as opposed to a lot of times he'll be like, well, if you just do this, you'll lose. Yeah, but it's hard to do that. Sure it is. But scientifically proven, it will work. Oh, for sure. So that's the one difference then with those influencers, or, I think. Or, or, right. There is something to it, even if you don't necessarily believe it or... Maybe it's only, you know, a few studies, but, you know, with religion, it's all faith. It's all faith and hope and belief and all that stuff. Absolutely. So I thought that was interesting, Um, which leads me into the heavy people conversation. Yes. 
and again, I put myself, I am, I'm 30 pounds heavy right now. And I know that, and I've been for well over a year. Um, so this week I had this notion that I was going to have one meal a day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm on vacation. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have coffee. And then I'm going to try and either wait for dinner or I will have, we always had cashews or I will have the handful of cashews to hold me over and I'm going to have dinner and I'm not going to eat fries, which is usually a big problem on vacation. So here's what I did for the week. And then I want you to tell me, how do you think it went? Mm -hmm. So I'll start with Tuesday because Monday was a mess. Tuesday, get up, coffee, beach, don't eat. I was fine. We were at the beach all day. I didn't even think to eat. Go back to the hotel, change, drive in, go to the game. I was looking for a sensible meal. I wound up with nachos because I had nothing all day, not even beer. I drank water and I had coffee. Mm-hmm. That was my Tuesday. So no alcohol on the beach? No, I had none. Nothing. Could you have? Yeah, I could have brought it. I didn't. I just drank water. And it was, we had a great day. That's all I ate on Tuesday was nachos and cheese and peppers. And it was great. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. Wednesday was, again, the beach much of the day and then had a really good dinner. I did have, uh, for lunch, I did have a, what the hell I had for lunch? We did have lunch. I don't remember what it was. Oh, I had, no. <laughs> we went and got snacks. I had those, uh, they call poppables. I yes. think that's, whatever. I had a small bag of those for lunch, 150 calories, yeah. not a big deal. Dinner was, I got these hot, this hot shrimp meal, which was phenomenal over, over rice. No fries, no nothing. I did have two beers. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. That's how the week went, pretty much. How do you think I did, weight-wise? You gained two pounds. 2.5. Yeah. How does that make sense? Uh, Slept yeah. eight hours every night, walked a ton. Okay. Sweat your balls off. It was 100. Yes. And I gained two and a half pounds. Well, mm. come on. I mean, really? Yeah, I was going to say water weight, but you're sweating, so no. Oh, we went from our hotel to the baseball stadium was a 1.5-mile walk, 110 degrees. We made the decision. I was all for getting an Uber or even driving and fighting in the traffic just because it was so hot. My wife's like, no, I'm good. Let's walk. I'm like, okay. So we walked to and from. That day, I did 23,000 steps. Mm. That day alone... And I barely ate that day. How am I how am I gaining weight? Did you have alcohol every day though? No, not every day. I had a beer on I had two beers on Tuesday night at the Astros game. I had two beers on Friday night at the Rangers game. That's probably it. Wow. That's probably it. That yeah. does not make sense. No. It doesn't add up. And I you know, I was blaming a lot of it on my lack of sleep and this I had a great yeah, week. Yeah, you had you were right. Eleven to seven every day, like clockwork. Maybe maybe because, you know, your body is used to you being awake of oh, twenty hours a day, and maybe. it burns off calories that way. Very fr- very frustrating. Yeah, but is what I've been. So then you sit there and think like how heavy everybody is. Mm-hmm. Again, myself included, it is a problem. And I know we're supposed to love everybody and whatever you look like. All that's true. We know we don't need to be shaming anybody. But at the same time, it's not healthy. No, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you. I. I know. <laughs> I live it. No, I know. I know. I know. It's terrible. And 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 speaking of like gaining weight on vacation, no, we're going to Iceland, and there will be. And it's more. It's a nature more focused on nature things, and 
there will be walking every day, probably about at least three miles. Even every day, the, yes, uh, which is nothing for me. You know, because you know I love to walk and can walk. Yeah, even though you, to look at me, you'd be like, "How does this guy even walk?" But I do. What is your calorie intake every day? Would you say? Oh gosh, because uh, you do walk a lot. I do, and uh, with the dogs and all. Like this, just weekend, I walked three miles on a Saturday and two point eight on Sunday with the dogs. And you, if you wanted to, well, I mean, we do want to, but if you tried, what would you say would be the goal weight to lose? Oh my gosh! Uh, like goal weight in terms of the like the uh, whatever the AMA. No, what you want to be? Uh, I would say, let's say forty-five pounds. Forty-five to fifty pounds. Yeah, forty. Yes. Okay. Fine. And sure. Let me guess. Even with all this walking, your weight stays flat. Yeah. Correct. Wow. Right. Okay. But so, Mike. Caloric intake has to be over or right close to 3,000, right, you would say? Well, 2,500 is supposed to be where you – what's that? A maintenance. maintenance. The problem with that for me is I don't I, – I shouldn't say don't. I, of course, some days you do. Most days I don't surpass 1,800 calories in a day. I don't lose anything. I do not lose anything. So I would – then I would guess that it's probably right around 25 to 3,000 right. for me. Yeah, but the, but all the walking is supposed to take away yeah, some of that. But we're older now. Yeah, I'm aware. I know. But going to Iceland, the main uh, foods for people in Iceland it's fish and lamb. So everybody's in shape. Well, lamb's no, fattening, right? No, not the, no. I'm saying that's the basically those are the main choices that you'll be eating. Well, no, because I don't eat fish and I don't eat lamb. Oh, so it'll be interesting to see. If there is any change for me going, you know, because usually vacation is like, oh, party time, whatever. Yeah, but sure. Not so much with this. And, you know, we're going to be staying at uh, basically, you know, uh, maybe a fancy motel a lot of like Because this is a lot. There's not many people around. You get outside of Reykjavik and you go around the island. You know, it's not built up. So, so do you, have you ever done this before? Uh, the, no, I've been to Iceland and we did day tours out of Reykjavik. A little bit to along the southern coast, and then a little bit up the western coast. But this is the Ring Road tour, where you're going all the way around. So, I've been on uh, this kind of tour before, but uh, on cruises. We went with Lindblad Expositions, which is uh, Expeditions, which is linked in now with this natural habitat and with Nat Geo. Um, but this is the first sort of land-based one of these. We did a, a Baja cruise, and we did a Galapagos Islands cruise. But they also did have, like, shore expeditions and right. stuff like that. So, so this is one where you're flying into Iceland, you're renting a car, and you're doing your thing. Yeah, well, they have their whatever van. Oh, okay. They're, they're t- oh, so you're with a tour. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, that's why I, I thought you uh-huh. were going on your own. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I've done that sort of thing. I plan those kind of things in the States all the time. Right. I can research it and all but like this was like a package thing and I know, so I don't have to do any of the research and planning but I do that all the time here right you know it's usually just planning out hikes and different things to do that was what I did for this week I yeah. had every day I don't want to say plan to the minute it wasn't that but for the most part I knew what we were doing each day mm-hmm. and it is when it goes well it's gratifying yes like when the kids have a good time like I said to um 
I guess, to Chris this morning. It's like when you have an 18-year-old that you figure is kind of done going mm-hmm. on trips with you, maybe until he gets married or, or has a girlfriend and all of a sudden wants to do things because mm-hmm. you're kind of calming down. It was when we were talking about doing something this summer, I remember saying to Kim, well, Matthew's probably not coming with us, so why don't we do something with Joseph? And then literally just on there, we were sitting outside in like May and we were talking about the baseball stadiums. And it was either California again, see my family, Oakland and Ella and the Angels. We had the two we haven't mm-hmm. seen. Um, and I was like, well, I, I, we could probably do that next year. Might be more fun with Oakland. Yeah, you better hurry for Oakland. Right. <laughs> um, I said, you know, Texas would be interesting. And I remember I was talking out loud. I said, because the beach is there for your mother. I said, the Astros. Then we could drive to. And he was like, I'd be in for that. I'm like, what was that? Like, you mm-hmm. would go? And he's like, yeah, if we're going to go to two bases. So it really was one of those trips where once he was interested, I got on it. And I said, all right, well, what Galveston's in, is easy. It's yes. a, and what a beautiful beach island it was. That was a piece of cake. I'm like, but what the hell do you do in Arlington, Texas? And you know what? It was pretty <laughs> I got to tell you, it's one of the best trips we've had. Good. And, and in terms of well. pl- as a planner, you always have to have like a plan B for a day. Oh, absolutely. In case it's the rain. Or well, I don't have to worry about that. Feel well or this or that. Feeling well, yes. When I saw the forecast, I knew we were good. Mm-hmm. I was just worried about, is it going to be too hot? Yeah. And it turned out to be okay. It yeah. sounds crazy to hear that when you hear it's 112 and it wasn't that terrible. Because, because Houston, and, Houston and Galveston, they're, it, it's humid there. Um, I guess it was 90 degrees in Galveston with the breeze. Yeah, bro, ocean breeze. We were down the shore. It was fine. It wasn't. It wasn't bad at all. Arlington was hot. Uh, there's no, but it was the sun that was hot. It wasn't like you couldn't breathe from you. Right, it was. Right. I think Matthew checked. It was 25 percent humidity in Arlington. Yes, but now you don't know what it was in Houston. No, God, we were. We only were in Houston for, for the, the game. game, and it's a dome. Yes, covered. yeah, and it was and glorious. No, no problem. So it was fine. We were in Houston for literally the game, and that was it. Yeah. So, so yeah, you wouldn't feel it. No, it wasn't too bad. So, all right, you'll do this again tomorrow. Uh, sure. Yeah. All right. Well, then that's going to do it for us. We've got the warm-up show, which was partly me, most actually all Lapresti, and some of Mike Flegelman. That's coming up right now, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'll do this again with Boomer tomorrow too. All right. Thank you for hanging in, and you get the last word. See ya! What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 35 days until the Jets kick off the season. There's nothing like New York, so I understand that. I appreciate that. Talk New York Jets football on the fan. This is an incredible sports town. There's a lot of of great franchises here. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app.
and Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, good morning, 502 on a Monday. It's not going to suck today, but you never know what combo you're going to get in the summer. So you got LaPresti here hanging out, and yes, the great Jerry Recco has returned to us. And uh, yeah, he wasn't supposed to be on until about uh, another hour or so, at least as we all understand it, because he's in for Geo this week, hanging out with Boomer, who's back from vacation. So poor Jerry comes back on a Monday morning from vacation, and here he is. He's got to sit and talk with me for maybe not a full hour, but at least for one segment. Yeah, we'll do a segment for sure. What's going on, man? Uh, Good morning. Yes. Um, So since you're going to have to talk actual sports with Boomer for four hours, we might as well uh, off the bat here. Will we? Well, (laughs) you'll try. We will try. Boomer will, you know, basically download everything that's on his mind from the last week in the first segment. He was where? Was he golfing last week? I believe so. All right, so we'll get some good golf stories, I imagine. Yeah. See, now, one of the days last week, Al put on the show sheet something about a bear stealing a, a go- steering, stealing someone's golf cart in this. Canada. I saw I did see that. So I think he put that on there with okay. Boomer in mind, but we never got to it. So Fair we'll enough. find out at the top of the hour if Boomer had a bear steer, steal his golf clubs north of the border. But you were back from vacation, and you went the other direction, which G had some fun with last week. I hope you checked out and didn't listen to the sh- to, to the show much last week. I don't. When on I'm vacation. on vacation, I don't. Okay. I had many people tweet at me though. Yeah, the comments that were made. Which okay, were kind of stupid. but I mean, that's fine. There was a lot. I feel. I feel like it's been like a month since you were here, and it was just a week. I mean, we had a lot go on. We had a Jets preseason game. You had the Hall of Fame situation. Lot, you had yes. the trade deadline. And that was really the gist of where we went last week. Did you hear that Al and I got into multiple shouting matches with each other last no. week? No. Really? <laughs> so you know what's funny yeah. is when I'm off, I usually do listen to well, Eddie and Al. Right. I do listen. Yeah. To, I will watch, listen to the podcast. I didn't last week just because. Well, that and we were on the move a lot and it was a very busy week and it was quick. And yeah. I just, I never got around to doing it, although I did download everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not. What was the what was the gist <laughs> well, of the shouting? When I say shouting I matches, love it. it was more me yelling at him and him just, you know, having, I think, trying to poke poke me a little bit. Okay. It all was centered around the Mets and Steve Cohen, what he had to say, and the sell-off, and, oh, they're punting next year. Next year, they told you they're not even going to try next year. It doesn't matter. And I was, my point was, like, the truth lies in the middle somewhere. Well, it always like, does. Exactly. Always so does. So we just, we got worked up about that. I was certainly on... Wednesday, the morning after the trade deadline, and then when I thought Friday, I think it was, I think it was Wednesday, Thursday. I don't even remember now. Everything's a blur. But the next day, when I figured, okay, we did that, we'll put that aside. We we basically circled back to the same topic. So there I was. I even started. I think pretty sure it was Thursday's warm up show, saying, "All right, I'm much more tame today, so we'll have fun, we'll laugh." And you cooled within off within two minutes. I was yelling at him again. He's these- very easy to yell at. Yes. Well, I even said I was like, I I feel like if Jerry were here, he'd be doing what I'm doing. And you, this is well, the where you'd be getting screamed at and called a fraud. And you don't know what you're talking about, and you don't care anyway because he, he was on the. No one's going to go to the games. No one's going to watch the TV ratings. Well, the difference this year is people bought the tickets already. So, the, and, and he, that he goes was to fast forwarding to next year. That's fine. Next year, you have no idea what this team is going to look you. like. You have no clue. All right. So I had Stugatz on my side. I had Eddie on my side, and because it seemed they like most watch of the public and pay attention. Yeah. And, you know, you can sit there and say that on August 5th or 4th or whatever day it was, but you got to get through the winter and you got to get through free agency okay. and you've got to see what types of trades are made and yes. you've got to see what the roster looks like come April 1st or see, March 30th. I'm very happy and proud that I, that I filled I filled in for you. Well, yeah, it's a stupid take. And I 
Yeah. We're in lockstep. With how uh, we feel it's about a it. it's a silly take, and he knows that too. Mm-hmm. That's the best part. And of course, G came in here. Oh, Al schools you. You got you got tracks running down your back. You know he did took, he? Oh yeah, he, that's yeah. He was, well, but, uh, that would be my question though. If you yelled at him, how do you have tracks running down well, your back? Well, that's just Gio trying to. You know, I can never get credit. Well, for he's anything, another one so. who doesn't care to watch anymore. So, <laughs> him and Al can go have a pity party. And talk about anything but the baseball. Well, that's that's pretty fine. Much, pretty much what we did after. Which is wonderful. There's not, then that's fine. But you can't <laughs> sit there and say you got tracks running down your back when you nah, actually made him. the valid he, points. He just he he was trying to get get me going, which he did on yeah that was Thursday's show. Fair enough. Yeah, he was oh he was having his he was in his glory, poking fun at me and nice. trying trying to get me going and react and all that. So we had fun with that. We also had fun with the idea that. You took a vacation in the dead middle of summer. Well, this is why this is a stupid take. <laughs> okay, and this ahead. is him just trying to have fun. Of course. And he knows this. Yes. The reason we went where we went was the whole baseball stadium thing. Yeah. And, you know, when you've got an 18-year-old who really doesn't want to go away with you anymore. <laughs> I mean, in all, ki- all kidding aside, the, the notion of him wanting to do this was what made us decide to go. But didn't you also plan something... Where you didn't think he was going to want to go, and then he wanted to go. That's coming up soon, or something uh, like potentially. that. Potentially, yeah, potentially. That's right. that's something else. Yeah, Got I'm, it. I'm not sure if we're doing that or not yet. Yeah, that's in why November. I, didn't, I didn't want to say anything. So I didn't go that. there. But no, I mean, I got a bunch of people on Twitter reach out. Ha ha! You know, you you went to the beach in the summer when you have the beach. Yeah, I live at the beach. I anybody that wants to go on the same vacation every year. Go f yourself. <laughs> Boring. I'm sorry. I can't. I live at the Jersey Shore. I don't want to spend my summer at the Jersey Shore. I want to go do something else. Right. So when the idea of knocking a couple of baseball stadiums off the list came up and I saw that Matthew was interested, we decided what would be cool. I'm like, you know what? Texas I kind of was my adopted team back in March or whenever. Whenever Jacob DeGrom signed there, I remember sitting here. And I got to go back and find the audio. I said, I'm, I think I picked them to win the American League. And I got laughed at. Fair enough. How's that working out? Mm-hmm. So I just, we decided Texas and Houston would be fun because – at some point when you do these trips, and you will learn this too if you do this, you got to do something that your wife's going to enjoy. Right. She's great. She'll go to the games, but there's got to be something for her. So I decided Galveston with the beach was only 45 minutes from Houston, so we could go to the Astros game. She would have, the, which by the way, the beach was phenomenal. It was. Yeah, that was my oh next my question because we heard some conflicting reviews it and reports. It was gorgeous. All right. I, there, there was no, there's nothing conflicting. It was beautiful. Um, so we had the beach for a few days for her. This is Galveston. Yes. yes. Okay. We didn't stay in Houston. We yeah. stayed in Galveston. Um, and then went in for, which we got to see the no hitter, which was tremendous. Yes. Then we drove, um, North to Dallas and we stayed in Arlington, but we were only there for a couple of days and we had the Cowboy stadium tour, which was for me, I'm like a kid in a candy store. Nerd, that was yeah. a blast. Right. Um, and then we had the Rangers game on top of it. And then Saturday we did some. You, you know, did the JFK We did, and yeah, then we you know, topped off from, and uh, yeah. some touristy things that we mm-hmm. did in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, and then we did the Fort Worth Stockyards, which was so much fun. I will tell you, so anyway, I don't know who it was, G, callers, whoever it was, whatever. <laughs> Go out and see some places. This was this was really fun. I'm telling. It yeah. was actually one of the best trips I've had. I think it was less about the destination and more about the the climate and the time of year. But I guess it was what's, great. What's the difference? So between... Galveston was, I would say, topped off at ninety. Okay, not but that much the different than what we had on the here. ocean. Yeah, sure. oh, it was it was awesome. Right. Yeah, I will tell you, Arlington was hot. <laughs> now, one twelve. <112. laughs> oh. Now what? That, wait, legit one twelve or like felt like one twelve? 
No, it was one. To, it was hot. That was the temperature. Yeah, I will tell you, summers here felt worse because of the humidity. Oh my god! I said, I said to Matthew, I'm like, you got to check this humidity for me because this doesn't feel as bad as I thought. One twelve would what feel. Was it, like it was thirty percent humidity. Yeah, right. It's exactly it was thirty one percent, something yeah. like that. It was hot, but again, the stadium's indoors. It was, and the stadiums, the both of them, phenomenal. I mean, just awesome. Yeah. Really cool I mean, they look great. You would think so, especially for Texas, because the, the one that they moved out of wasn't that old. No, and that it's was, right across the street. Wasn't which, that built in, like, 90? It was basically the same as Camden. I think Camden Yards But no was, roof. I get it. Okay. But it I, looks beautiful, and that literally, and I knew it was close. I thought it was more like, you know how you have um, Citizens Bank Ballpark and the link? They're right there, yeah. but they're not that. This one's like literally across the right street, on top right on it. top of Kinda one Kind of like another. the Yankee stadiums before they knocked down the yeah. old one. I mean, it's right. It's literally right there. When you walk out that front door, you could walk across the parking lot. You're in the other stadium. Hmm. So it was, it was cool. Was it warm? Yes. It was awesome? Yes. Really, really was. The problem, which I'll talk to Boomer about at some point, the travel getting there. I feel like Al put the whammy on me, <laughs> and I wasn't going to tweet about it. I wasn't going to give him the satisfaction of it. <laughs> I figure I will wait until I get here. Everything worked out, but I will tell you. Getting to the state of Texas. Getting there. Getting home was so simple. I would say door to door, leaving the hotel yesterday and then walking in was. Oh, you came home yesterday. Okay. Yeah, we came home yesterday. Six hours? Like, it was so easy. Yeah. Everything was on time. Everything was perfect. Can I get... Going there? What was the total? Not quite what the same. The, what was the door to door on the way? How many hours? Oof. Well, it started with waking up the day before to a text that your flight's been canceled. Okay. So I'll we'll leave it there. We'll, we'll leave piece. that there. I will tell you door to door when everything was settled the next day. We left at 630 in the morning and got to the hotel at 11. Which? P.M. <laughs> Which is, been, is an hour difference. So it's 12 our time. We were, we should have been with our, with our <laughs> dramatic pause. PM. Our original like, itinerary. Sound so bad. Our original itinerary got us to the hotel on day one, which I had planned for pool, beach, dinner, kind of one of those. Like the first day of vacation is fun. New place. You want to check it out. Sure, yeah. It's kind of like a gimme. Get your feet wet. Yeah. Well, the only thing in gimme, it gave me a pole right in the butt. This is what <laughs> I got on that month. Uh, was Sunday, Monday, whatever it was. Um, it, we should have been exploring the island by, I think, 1230 in the afternoon. We got there at 11 p.m. island, huh? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. It's it, it's very much like LBI. All right. Very, But it's bigger. Yeah. And there's a ton to do. And the Sounds restaurants like are very cool. I have to add that to my list. I'm telling you, man, it's a blend. I don't think, and no joke, I know it was hot. We didn't see a cloud all week. Wow. It was, when I tell you, Gord, the pictures I took were like, God darn, this is beautiful. Palm trees everywhere. It was great. So look at that. We laughed. We mocked. You could laugh well, all you want. Not we, more so one individual. That's fine. And it worked laugh out away. beautifully for you. Laugh at this notion that we got 12 weeks at the beach here. I got to spend. Go ahead. Go do it. What Boring is your, to me. Which be- I like doing uh, You things. know what? I want to ask you this because then people might be trying to hunt you down. I What's was going to ask which, your, which of the Jersey Shore beaches is your beach of choice when you go? None. I go to all oh. of them. Oh, okay. From Seabright to Manasquan. You mix it up. Avon. Yeah. Um, uh, Manasquan's probably my favorite, I would say. Just the parking situation is not great. I didn't down know there. you were a big beach guy. We're not anymore. Oh. I grew up to. I st- <laughs> I would spend a friend of mine's parents at a beach house in LBI. Uh-huh. I would literally spend six weeks every summer on Long Beach Island growing up. Wow! Like been there, like done. You that. Just basically moved in with them for the yeah, summer. That's yeah, yeah. Four cool. weeks, some one summer, two weeks another, six weeks another summer. As I got older, 
more so in high school. Hmm. Um, and then before kids, Kim and I would Manasquan a lot. Ah, uh, pre-kids. Sure. Those were the days. But now. Little did I know. We don't really, we don't do the beach anymore. It's, <laughs> I don't know. We've, we've I done it. great, uh, what do they call them, memes, I guess, on, on Twitter last night. Someone was showing me, husband and wife get together and word bubbles. Husband says, do you want to have kids? The wife says, no. The husband says, me either. And then the second picture is them, the kids? <laughs> them saying, oh, kids, we need to, we need to talk. <laughs> it sounds like about right. grown kids. They're like, you They're know, probably, probably four of them. 10 to 13, exactly. somewhere in that age range. And not just one or two, <laughs> which is another thing. Now, what I do like to do uh, when I come in, we're not just warm-up show, but the morning show as well. I like to laugh when I'm here. I did a sure. lot of laughing last week, despite all that went down. I've got to be laughing hurts this morning. It's going to hurt for a couple of days. Because the Yankees suck no, or you broke a rib? No, no, this is not a – yeah, I didn't break a rib, but I did play in a charity softball tournament on Saturday, which I was all excited for even though I was on no, – I think, Jerry, I don't think at any point last week, basically after last Saturday, so take it from Sunday all the way till the Sunday that just passed yesterday. Yeah. I don't think at any point in that week span – I got more than three hours of sleep Oof. consecutively. It was all piecemeal, right? So Friday came and did the show here, went home, took a nap, had to do a serious shift from home, and then get back into the city for SNY Friday night. Mets game went a little bit long. Long story short, I didn't get home till a quarter after one wee hours of Saturday morning. Already shot, yeah. tired from the week. Then had the old wake up call at six thirty to get. We had to be. I had to be at the field in Shrewsbury at seven thirty a.m. Wow. Saturday, which was fine. I was. I mean, had my energy. I'm all good to go. Adrenaline, great. First game, second at bat. How many games were my there? Second. Well, we ended up playing four. Oh, God. yeah. Now I will say this was. Um, it was one pitch, one swing. So oh, okay. moves quickly, which was really cool. I had never good. done that, that before, yep. so that was cool. First, first game, second at bat. So essentially, my second swing. Felt a little something like in the rib cage area, oblique area. I'm like, ah, that didn't feel great, but okay. Next time up, <laughs> actually hit the ball well. Ended up with a double, but could barely run. <laughs> and I tried. I got halfway through the second game, and I was just like, listen, and I, did, and I didn't know these guys. That was that was the other problem. Yeah. My father-in-law, uh, ex-work colleague of his, and he's big big in business. This is his team, long story short, and you know, charity, the whole thing. And so I was, quote-unquote, the ring, one of the ringers to come in, and I, I had to tap out. Yeah, wow. So you got through I, a game and a half. Yeah, and I, like, I couldn't run, couldn't bend over. Like, went so home. So now you're feeding into G's issues well, about yeah, softball. Here, yeah, but here's the thing. Like, I'm mad about it. Now I'm not like, oh, no, I never want to play. play. I, yeah, I understand. I was, I was I, like, But the devastated. point is, he would say at our <laughs> yeah. age, only bad things can happen. Yeah. So and breathing. you want to play, you're in softball shape, and right. you still got hurt. Right. So now I... I all the mocking I've done of, you know, Stanton and Hicks over the years. Like, I'm thinking it's got to be an oblique. I don't know what the hell it is, but. The difference is painful. you don't play softball for a living. Correct. And get paid millions of dollars yeah. to do so. But it is yeah. embarrassing. It's like you take one swing and then you got to tap out on a Saturday. It is. Know? It is rough. For adult softball. It, it is. But they did. We made it to the semifinals. I stayed. I tried to cheer and help in any way that I could. Coach third. If you could really do that in slow pitch softball. So uh, you mentioned Stanton real quick before yeah. we take a break. Did we ever get to the bottom of what in the hell that was on uh, Saturday? I, I think it's a guy who, at this stage in his career, doesn't run very fast. And they no, don't, no, no, they, no. And they don't want him to get hurt. I think the, they probably told him. why are don't. we sending him? That's that's a better question. I'm so they did curious. ask they did ask Boone, like, is he healthy, yeah. one, and B, did you know, or I think it was, did you agree with the send, and is he okay? Could you imagine paying a guy? 
thirty million dollars and he's telling to the him ball over the wall. Well, he's not doing that. Well, so. actually, he was. No, no, but he, he has not done that consistently no, since he's been but here. He, but in this stretch, all I of a sudden he was. But he has not done that. That's what he gets paid to do. Correct. He does not do that consistently. Not this year. He no. vanishes for. Weeks. Well, it was like six or seven weeks before, yeah. before he finally started yes, to hit that, some home So run. if you're doing it consistently, okay, fair enough. He hasn't done that consistently. Really, he's had stretches. Yeah, well, I thought this might be the one where he was starting to ramp up because it was three day, three games yeah. in a row. Even Saturday, the base running thing was it was you know, a two-hit game, and you're thinking, okay. And then yesterday he drops in an 0 for 6. No, it's, now he came within 10 feet of winning the game. Nah, the whatever, 10 feet of your ass. He didn't. <laughs> he flew out to center field. They lost. Understood. And I will tell you, which I'll save a lot of this for Boomer. Yeah. Man, I learned a lot about how fun baseball can be when you have a team that knows how to hit. But the, the, oh, God. And the, you get to watch a no-hitter in person oh as my well. God. Yeah, and that was a quiet game offensively, but I saw enough on the offensive end from the other stuff that I watched and then being in Texas. I mean, you talk about a team that that's another thing with this pitching. They be idiots that want to spend fifty million dollars a year on pitching. Good luck with that. Yeah. Because that rarely works out. And they they're never out there. Or oh, when they are, God. they stink, like Carlos Rodon. All right, we're off and running. Jerry's here. I don't know that he's supposed to be, but he's nice enough I'm to good. sit with me and hang out. Off and running on a Monday will be him and Boomer coming up at the top of the hour here on The Fan. This is the part of the warm-up when Al's not here, where Eddie plays music coming back from the breaks, and yes. I, I have no idea what it is. This so. is something from the 1970s. Well, that's usually a good bet. Yeah. Who is okay, this? Okay, I do, I, I do actually, it sounds familiar, but I could never tell you who it is. It sounds like Fleetwood Mac. Oh, is it? There you go. Look at me. See? There you go. I'm probably something I should know. Of course, I know who Fleetwood Mac is. I know some of their <laughs> so. bigger hits, but yeah. I wouldn't have been able to pull that one out of a hat for you. Yeah. All right, well... Happy Monday, everybody. Jerry's back. Boomer's back. Top of the hour. We got Fleegs here. He's going to come hang out with me next segment, the last segment, as we uh, kind of kick it around here. A little bit of a potpourri for the warm-up show on a Monday. So interesting. You uh, end up seeing the Astros. You see the Framber Valdez no-hitter. Yes. And then here comes Houston back into New York for the four-game series. And you watch a no-hitter. Yesterday, they issue Unbelievable. Walks. And the Yankees still can't <laughs> no, win. They did score seven runs, but yeah, they oh my God. left 12 on you base. You better score seven no, runs. Right. They walked 15 guys. Was it 15 walks, 12 left on base, or was it the they other way around? They were three for 12 with runners in scoring position, That's I believe. Right. Yeah. I wrote, they oh, left hello. a lot. I wrote it down. 12 walks, 15 left on base, yeah. three for 12. I mean, that is just a trip. It's funny how listening to, you know, I listen to some sports radio out there in the car. Not a lot, but a little bit. Listening to this radio station, listening to Yankee fans, Met fans, and, you know, we can all talk about pitching, pitching, pitching. And, and I feel like we've done that for years and years and years. And I've had certain um, certain battles with some callers over how important, you know, pitching is. And, yeah, it's important to a certain extent. But if you can't score runs, you can't win. Right. And watching these two teams, even like even the Mets this year, Yes, their pitching abandoned them in certain spots. And yes, Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander were a problem and a yeah. part of that. They There's no score. doubt. They don't they're boring. Yeah. And and when they do score, most of the time, they remember a couple remember last week or a week and a half ago, this is what the Mets were supposed to be. Yeah. When, you know, Alonzo's hitting home runs and you can't rely on the home run though every time. I agree. And you I know you have to hit to them, score. but it can't yeah, you can't be just waiting around for that. Yeah. And then people will say, Well, you know which teams have hit the most home runs, the range. Oh yeah, but you know what they also do? Gap to gap. Yep. Singles. 
move runners along. Like I saw that on display a couple of times. I'm like, it is a it's a pleasure to and their pitching's not great. It's okay. It's good. The Rangers. It ain't great. Yeah. We'll see about Scherzer now. Andrew Haney's had a nice year for them. Now they've got a uh, nice year, but not no one I had have Jordan to look. Montgomery's there now. There's so. no one there that's fifteen and one with an ERA no. of one point two. No, they they hit and they score runs. Yeah. Oh man. And so that's you know, and even listening, driving into Marco, he's talking about Steve Cohen's going to fix the rotation. How about we fix the lineup? Because they can't hit, yes. and they haven't all year. Well, there's no doubt about that, but I think people just look at in the aftermath of moving out the two big dogs that you brought in here. Who were a big problem. They were. I agree. That's why I that was part of last weekend. Well, you know, those were, those were the guys, and who's going to pitch next year? And I'm like, it's August 4th. Like, can we just wait and, and see? You know what? And, and you know and what? Otani, to be fair, Otani was sort of the linchpin of where we were really getting after each other. Because how's like, that working out? Well, but they're like, you know, they're telling you that they're not going to not going to be as competitive, or they're not. Gonna, sorry, they're going to be fairly competitive, but they're not going to spend as much. And they're like, it's the biggest free agent arguably ever. So right as the owner's telling you he's not going to spend as much on the top tier free agents, that essentially suggests that they're not going to even go after Otani. And I was like, I don't know that I believe I don't that. Buy that. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and you exactly. might think something on, forget December, you might think something on Wednesday and think differently Thursday. Yeah, right. Like a lot happens yeah, a lot from of now errors. and then. Yes. And, I don't, and I'm not even saying that they need to go out and get Otani. If you got him, that's wonderful. But I will tell you, and this goes back to the point, now Otani's different because he's going to hit every day. Mm-hmm. But it goes back to the point about spending on starting pitching. The next pitcher you give a 40 million dollar year contract to you need your head examined yeah it doesn't work it, carlos rodon aside right now. from garrett cole and I, I would have to look at the list and i that's one of the things i wanted to do in the five o'clock hour which i will do after um this next segment the i want to go o'clock hour you mean no i want to be ready for the six o'clock hour oh you want to do your research hour. in the five o'clock like driving hour. in listening to uh, just listening to marco talking about what the mets need to do what they did do how they're going to retool with the with the rotation Enough with the rotation. Somebody's Find gotta, me some guys somebody's that pitch hit. Yeah, no, I know that. Yes. Yeah. But I guess my point is, and this is what I want to validate before I open my big fat mouth and I get ripped <laughs> on Twitter for saying it, I would venture to guess 75% of pitcher contracts of guys that are making $20 million a year or more, and I don't even know how many there are, but I'm sure there's a good number. Yeah, decent, yeah. I would venture to guess 75% of them aren't worth their weight. Right. Either through they either ineffectiveness pitch. or they're not available. They're not good right. Right. or they're very average. Mm-hmm. I can find a million guys that are very average. And this is the other thing about starting pitching. No one throws eight innings anymore. Yes. So you want to talk about Jose Quintana yesterday? Yeah, he was he was good. But that's what you expect from a guy like Jose Quintana. You but, signed for six innings of two or three What happened ball. when he left the game? Nothing. They didn't score. They didn't score. <laughs> they gave up the runs, which he didn't. He's charged, but yeah. he really didn't give up. Their defense is putrid. I don't know what that was yesterday. If Jose Quintana gives you eight innings as opposed to six plus, maybe you actually scratch out a run and win a game. But starting pitchers don't do that anymore. Yeah. And I don't understand why we pay them the most money. That's kind of where the Orioles are at right now. They're in first place. They're winning without what you would think is a dominant starting rotation. So that's trade deadline. I was like, well, they've got to kind of beef up for the playoffs. Now they added a couple pitchers, but nobody that's. They play great defense and they pitch well enough. They're young and they're athletic and they hit. And they hit. Yeah. And it's not swing for the five run homer. They actually move runners along. They score runs. They get the traffic going on the bases. It's a, uh, I don't know why people don't see this. Speaking of hitting. 
Well, I have you for another couple of minutes. Yeah. I don't know how much we'll get into this uh, on the regular show. <laughs> to Tim Anderson. Oh, no, we're getting into oh, it. Oh, you are. Okay. I, 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 I already compiled there. a list of great fights. That was wild, man. And that was did, something. Did you catch uh, any of Tim Anderson on Twitter yesterday? No, I just, before I came in here, I saw that he had cryptic messages. Yeah, there was just like, it was like one after the other. He just went, he went crazy so, with like, it. Give me an example. They, but they didn't really, it wasn't like he said anything that was... Um, over the top or like salacious. Okay. I think it was just the amount of them and trying to decipher what the heck he was actually even talking about. If I could find his Twitter here. Not to mention that while you're looking for that. Did you yeah. see the story of the former White Sox guy? I guess he's on the Yankees now, this reliever. Yeah. Keenan Middleton. <laughs> who's who's blowtorched the White Sox. Guys sleeping in the bullpen, <laughs> yeah, yeah. blowing off meetings, right. not coming to practice. Yeah. That's a great organization. Tony, whether it's Tony LaRusso or Pedro, sleeping in the dugout. Pedro Grifol, <laughs> doesn't really Jesus. matter. Yeah. What a yeah. mess. Interesting. He says that right as they're now going. I'm sure that's why he was asked about his time I'm, I'm there. I'm sure. Because they're going on the road trip. Very yeah. funny. Uh, did he do Let's see. Looks like he might have taken some. Oh, oh come no, on. They're he, all here. Okay, good. No, they're all here. They just, it's just like one line after the next. You know all this is happening for a reason. We staying focused with this bleep. Been going through this bleep for a minute. Like each, each pause is a new tweet. He didn't like put it in a paragraph. So sentence. he's like a bad texter. Couple right. of words send. Couple That's of words send. So we're at SNY last night, and we're talking about this. And JJ comes strolling, and I'm like, "This is how JJ texts." I believe. Except it. he doesn't even give you a full sentence. Sometimes it'll be like, <laughs> "The Yankees send are a disgrace." Like the same way he talks. Well, he wants that dramatic pause. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fliegelman's right. He doesn't use the S. It's Yank. The Yank. The, the Yank. Not the Yank. Just Yank. By the way, Eddie, or can Met. you write something down for the podcast later? The bit. <laughs> <laughs> the business of church. Oh boy. Write that down. <laughs> Some, no, no, no. no that no, is a no loaded news. topic. Yes, it is. And you're going to do it he's with perf- Eddie, obviously. Well, he's yes. the perfect yeah, yeah. person to do it no, with yeah, because no a couple of things struck me while I was in Texas. I'm sure they did. And it wasn't sure lightning. they did. Although, give me some time. So, all right, how about Flegelman next? Yeah, is that Flegelman's good? coming in. We'll take a break. We'll be right back here on The Fan. Another one that sounds familiar, Eddie, but I don't know who it is or what the name of the song is. It's the Stones. Showing my age. Is it? Okay. But like, on the Stones death chart of great songs, this would land where? Somewhere in the teens? 20s? Probably. Teens. Teens? Sorry. Here comes the hook. Get it? Here it comes. Yeah, I probably would have gotten to it eventually. I mean, Nate, Mick Jagger's voice is kind of one that you know it, it, right it's going to hit at some point. Yeah, that's fair. Fleeks is with us. Good morning, Fleeks. Good you morning, doing, Seal. It's good good to be here. And uh, now that uh, we've had a conversation uh, about how the pre-show stuff is going to go, maybe joining you the rest of the week. That, honestly, when I left here Friday, that's what I was prepared for. So I came in. I was thinking it was going to be you and I, and I was ready to. Uh, I was prepared I, for it too. Then I saw the schedule that it said Jerry and Silo. So I said, okay, I guess it's not me. Right. Oh, also this. So Al's walking out Friday, and I'm like, oh, so you're are you in next week? And no, no, I'm off. And I'm like, okay, so Fleeks is in for you. Yeah. I'm like, so it'll be Fleegs and I then? He goes, yeah, it's on the schedule. <laughs> sure enough, the schedule says CeeLo and Jerry. It sure I double-checked it when Jerry said something to me, and I was like, uh, I got to do Boomer stuff. Or Jerry and CeeLo, right. Yeah, so look, there's a lot of moving parts in the summer. It's kind of like the Yankee lineup on a day-in, day-out basis. You never quite know what you're going to get. Different people in different spots, different positions. So-and-so needs a day off. 
this, that, and the other thing. Well, but, listen, yeah. when I was talking to Boomer a few minutes ago, said, all right, now I'm going to go head over and do the rest of the warm-up show, he said, don't talk baseball. So what else you got? <laughs> <laughs> don't, well, don't talk Mets. I mean, we can't just ignore the Yankees. I, I'll yeah, say Jerry this. And I did that, Boomer right? is going to be shot out of a cannon. Oh, well, I said to him, the, yeah. the last time he worked, David Robertson was still a Met. Right. That's what I said to Jerry. I feel the two of them have been gone so long. It's like so much has happened. It wasn't that long as far as span of time. But, yeah, that's right. Because ten, 10 days, a whole lot changed in the New York sports yes, world. Yes, because the, that Friday night, not this past Friday, the week before, was the Max Scherzer after his start against the Nationals. Was right, and then about by the Robertson, 24 hours later, gone. he was gone. Not even. It was less than 24 right. hours. It was the, you know. It's been a whirlwind for me. I was yeah. in Cal- I was in Saratoga right, for all of too. that. Then I came back here. I was here for a few overnights last week. Then I went out to California, just got back. So it's, I've been all me? over the map. You went to Saratoga when now? Not this past weekend, the one before. So Thursday, the weekend, Friday, Saturday in Saratoga. The weekend. Th- so when, like, you, so when Scherzer when got all traded? The, yeah, we, we were, we were undercover from the rain when the Scherzer was dropped. Wait, 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 wait. So a week ago, essentially. Because we're just coming out of the weekend. You were in Saratoga, came back, worked the. That's what right, I saw. Right, like you I was early here with week. McMonagle the I days of the trade you. deadline. And you went to California and back. Sure did. What did you do in California? Take one guess. What was happening in California this weekend? You know me. You know what's like the biggest cultural event oh, in America right now. Oh, 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 Taylor Swift. Twice. Twice. My sister and I flew out Wednesday, concert oh Thursday, my Friday. God. Your sat sister, through a bunch so of delays. So the wife's not even involved. She says, you know what? I'm, I'm good. Uh, she, Take well, she wanted to go. She was not. This was a last-minute planned trip. My wife was not able to join us. She okay. wanted to. So she did want to go. Yes. So she's a Swifty as well? Yes. Now, did you like, roll into to shows. that? Or? She's been with me. Okay, but is that as a result of you, or is that part of how you guys came together? No, she was a fan before, but has that grown since we've been together? Absolutely. So you've grown it. Wow. <laughs> that is amazing. And now, she just played here not that long ago, right? Yes. And well, did you go my, to my either, sister. Did you go to those shows? At, I, it was at I MetLife, to, right? I went to one of the three at MetLife. My sister had an international trip planned. She was in Switzerland at the time, so she had missed out. So she wanted to go make sure she saw the concert a couple more times. And you figured, ah, you know what? Seeing her at MetLife wasn't enough. I got to go out to California. And Listen, was this we're also LA? planning. Where was this? Was this an LA This was situation? in LA, so, which, oh, by the way, SoFi Stadium. Outstanding. I mean, Beautiful. I, I just hope un- so. It, it yeah. just further puts into perspective, and I know it's How 10 years newer, but remember, SoFi was going to open in 2020 before COVID shut everything down. So it was ready late 2020. So 10 years later, yeah, how awful MetLife Stadium is. It's just It's, it's just so bland and neutral. generic. Yeah. yeah, generic and neutral. So if that's but SoFi what they has everything. For, it has the nailed. suites. Everything but, is but gorgeous. But SoFi, in theory, should be the same because you have two teams that play there. But it still has right. some more personality. Well, that's the, yeah, no, I'm saying that's you can't use that as an excuse with MetLife because same situation in L.A. And right now, no I didn't see anything charges around. Like they did have the pro shops <laughs> up were were for the Rams. Now that might just be they're getting ready for you know the for whatever the first preseason game is, and they yeah. have it uh, yeah. you know all set up for that. But there was a lot of Ram stuff around the stadium. Nothing for the Chargers. Wow. 
Yeah, and even I mean, a, a good amount of rant, like you saw Rams personalized jerseys with Swift on the back. Nothing, not a single. The entire time I was in it's California, as if they don't even exist. Nothing Chargers. connected to the uh, to the LA Chargers, which is wild because of the two teams right now, they're in better shape, obviously right. from a quarterback. But standpoint. the Rams won a Super Bowl less yeah, than two well, years ago, right. so that's part of it. The LA side with Chargers relocating, but we, yeah, we not not a, not a Justin Herbert jersey, not anything. A huh. lot, lot of Stafford, a lot of Aaron Donald, a lot of Cooper Cup. Nothing about the Chargers. That's interesting. Look and a lot, a lot of uh, Dodgers and a lot of Otani. I'll tell you this. Sorry, there's going to be a little baseball. The Dodgers fans fully 100% expect that Shohei Otani is going to be on their team next yeah, year. Yeah, I think we all, if we had to stack it or rank it, it seems like that would of be Of course, the... it's just interesting that they're like, this is a team that has a chance to win a World Series already... this year, and they are talking about. Hey, this is fun, but yeah, just next, wait till next year when yeah, Shohei Otani's on the team. Yeah. All right, so look at you, Saratoga to L.A. The Saratoga is a, a yearly trip. Go uh, see, every year I've with never my dad. Done it. It's a, oh, everyone, you have. I feel like everyone well, I've been that trying works to get, here goes here. It goes I've been trying there. to get never... JJ to go just because the the environment, sitting around, gambling, <laughs> drinking all day. I mean, he'll be. Do they have golf? Is, of course they do. Okay, because he can't go anywhere. Yeah, right. He'll golf go golf course. in the morning, then come hit the track, and you, know, you would love it too. You sit there, you just hang out for you know the entire day. You go out. There's the town. There's restaurants. I love at it night. on a guy's trip. I, I don't know that uh, my family would necessarily uh, be down with it. No, even if your wife was okay sitting at the track for a day or two, Actually, they don't, not a ton of fun that. for the kids. Now, they've done that without me. See, I've never even been to Monmouth Park. And think about that. I've lived in Monmouth County since 1997. And, I, and I, I've i never been to even a race at Freehold Raceway, which is when the mall's right there. See, that that's absurd just because yeah. I've been to both of those places right. so many no, times in my life. I've never actually done it. Like, so that's on me. Um but yeah, my wife and kids have gone to Monmouth Park. Like, well, Monmouth does a lot them. of fun things yeah. for the kids. Like, even like they'll have uh, like the food festivals of the trucks outside. Now, of course, they have the sports book, so there's a lot to do there. Saratoga, it's good for you know if you're bringing a family, one or two days. May, you know, we've done it before where I'll go up with my dad, my wife, and my mom will like, go to the uh, the town during the day, kind of walk around, do shopping, and all that stuff. Yeah. While my dad and I are at the track, we sure. meet up later in the night for dinner. And uh, whatever else you're going to do. But it, listen, for if you're going on a guy's trip, you know, we saw a bunch of bachelor parties there. Oh, yeah. I, I Fantastic venue for that. The Lakata family was just up there yep. for the weekend. Sal took off Friday. They had a little three-day weekend. I assume he's back today. I haven't checked the schedule. Not the schedule's always accurate anyway. No, I know. That was one thing that Sal and I have had in common for years. So every summer we just, we off the air in the summertime. Forget the Mets. Even when they were good, most of our conversations would be about our upcoming Saratoga trips. Now, did you guys, was that something that was handed down from Francesa, like to Sal, and then you listening to Mike was like, oh, I gotta go do Enough. Saratoga. I mean, for me, it's from my dad. My dad's been dad. into horses as okay. long as, I, you know, he was, we lived in Brooklyn. I remember going to OTB with him uh, right. when I was six and seven years wow. old. Before, before I had any interest, when at that point, it was one of the most boring places on the face of the earth. I was like, can we go next door to the Wiz? Can we go to the mall? Can, can we go anywhere but here? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a that's a time reference right there for you. That's tremendous. Not only a time reference, a location reference. I was at, at a Cyclones game a couple weeks ago, and one of the people we were with, a friend's uh, significant other, had no idea that the Wiz was real. Thought it was just something that they made up for Seinfeld. Come on, because, well, because listen, a lot of TV shows they make up, you know, stores or brands, whatever. Yeah, but is not from around. The... But is not no, okay, she's not, not from, from around, around here. here. All right, so all right. the Wiz could just be, you know, whatever, some made up store. And we're like, oh no. <laughs> it, it, it was real, and it was, you know, it was like, the, right, to, to quote a completely separate line from Seinfeld, right, it was, right. w- as a kid, it was, you know, it makes Radio Shack look like the dump. I mean, oh, it was, Radio the Shack. whiz was incredible. How about, um, 
it's not quite the same. But my dad was a big uh, Tower Records guys guy. You okay, Tower Records. I've heard of them, but I think it's a little before my time. Okay, yeah, he was always big on actually going into this. That was all music and getting the or the actual. Well, you records know what store I'll think of, and you, this will uh, ring a bell for you too. With that was Fye. Fye, yep, another one because you had um, it in the Freehold Mall. Yeah, so no, Fye is definitely more recent. Uh, Sam Goody, you know Sam Goody. Oh yeah, yeah, that was another my, my dad, big one with the music. So those things don't really exist anymore. No, now everything's uh, online. But the Wiz, if you were around, to, I, I'm so grateful that I'm of the age where I can remember. Like you know, Tower Records, I've heard of it, never been there. I can remember most of those great things from the '90s. Uh, but I've also now been around to enjoy. Like I remember as a kid thinking Toys R Us was one of the greatest places on earth, but I'm around now to also appreciate, hey, Amazon Prime is pretty special. It is. I can just order whatever I want yeah, and I have it in a day or two. it is very convenient. I always forget the separation between you and I age-wise. You're born what year? 91. Okay, so we're five years. Yeah, I miss the 90s every single day. It's no knock on my kids. I just, you know, that was my that was my jam, man. It was just... Now, I was thinking about this the other day, and I don't remember why, whether it was music or mo- some kind of throwback related. Maybe it was just being with my sister for a few days because that was obviously when we spent the most time together was growing up. Like, man, the 90s were a really special time. Really was. Really was. I mean... Maybe a naive time. Like, we had no idea, but that was, it seemed like not just being a kid, the whole world was a happier place. I see that. I, I, I agree. I want to say there's no question, but part of me also has to, like, if I try to be realistic about it or neutral about it, is that what I like? If I ask Eddie, he's probably going to say, "Oh, the seventies, right, or 60s? Uh, for me, the coming of age was the eighties. Oh, okay. So, but well, my do, coming so of my age was probably is more the two thousands, like the nineties. I was a kid with absolutely no worries, other than I got to finish yeah, this, you know, multiplication math homework. Five years apart, so like you're born in ninety one, so like right as you're coming into the age where you're, it's really like ninety seven. Really impactful on. memories, yeah. But ninety seven, those ninety seven to two thousand was pretty sick too, especially in this area. Oh yeah, now, I get it for you again because it's also the technology Mets, Jets, boom. Maybe not, you know, from a sports standpoint, Actually, but weirdly positive time for the Jets. Yeah, but I'm set, but like not a, especially relative to Jets history. What did they successful get? Successful time, one AFC title, ninety eight, right? Well, one they AFC got there ninety eight, but then they playoffs a lot, which again for the Jets, yeah. doesn't happen. True. That's but Stilo, you're right. It's every generation. Yeah, we all that say that. My parents go, "Oh, the '60s." Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it's yeah. It's, and my it's, kids someday will be like, "Oh, those 2020s. Those were the days." Right. Well, and again, <laughs> we were in a, a weird time where you can remember starting school without computers, without internet, and then by the end of it, like, "Oh, this internet thing," and you know, just being able to Google whatever you want, Wikipedia oh, typing. This is really helpful. I was in third, fourth grade in computer class. They were like teaching us how to use Macintosh. Oh, remember how the you had, they wanted you to computer. keep your your fingers on the same oh, yeah. eight keys plus the two on the space bar and just move one at a time. That's still how I. I mean, I, I don't do it perfect. Oh, I, never I had did computer that. class with Fortran. Where, I don't where, even know what that is. <laughs> right, and you're punching out cards to feed in. Wow. I mean, this is stone knives and bearskins. And I can't, from a radio standpoint, you guys always talk about the carts. Oh, yeah. I, I never Analog. Even experienced oh, yeah. that. That's how I started. No idea. I, in college, we had to actually splice and cut tape that way just for a class. And then I got here and I was just, oh, nice I'm so day. grateful that this yeah, is not right. part of my daily life. <laughs> Thank Another you to everybody world. else who took the hit. Let me just hit the one button on Audio Vault. Let me actually hit a break on time, Eddie, right? Yeah. Shocker. Amy Lawrence, Odyssey Sports Minute. This is the part where you get to guess what her sports minute's about. Over this weekend, I'm yeah. going to say Hall of Fame induction. Mm, good guess, but wrong. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, so 
Crazy Eddie is all the rage. I got somebody on Twitter that asked me about it. Eddie's asking me about it. Boomer can't believe we never heard of it. I and no Jerry, too. And Jerry, too. You're right. Yeah, That's true. Surprised. Crazy Eddie. I don't know yeah. Crazy Eddie. So who's Crazy Eddie? Crazy Eddie. His prices are insane. He's the TV character. What years was that this? He also got familiar. arrested, guys. This oh, is back in the 70s and 80s. By the way, do you remember Nobody Beats the Whiz? Oh, we already That's how this all started. That's how it all started. Oh, Tower Records, Sam Goody. We were talking about old school places. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there you I don't go. know Crazy Eddie. Phil Sims and I did... Uh, Commercials for Nobody Beat the Wiz. I'm sure you did. That's See, that I, I did not Phil know. out of his shell. Like, Phil was in that parcel shell, <laughs> and then I brought him out, and uh, that was one of the commercials we did. Okay, and you're going to come out of your shell here in a minute, because a lot has happened since you sit, last sat in that chair <laughs> you, you ain't kidding, to my man. left. So, Jerry, get ready. It's going to all be downloaded to you in the next 10, 15 minutes. No, I'm minutes. looking forward to it. Yeah, but he's going he's gonna, to gonna be I wasn't rapid. here either. It's, I know, but he's, you know, rapid fire. It's all going to come out in the first 10 or 15 no, minutes. I won't. No, 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 no. You don't know me that well. Oh, no, I think I do. I, I got all laid out. You know me. I think I do. All right. Yeah. Do. Did, was it, were you the one that the bear stole the golf clubs from in Canada last uh, week? No, no, oh, but okay. I heard about that story and believe you, where I was, there are bears. I'm sure. There are definitely a lot of bears, but none of them ever came out of the, uh, the woods. You would have beat it up, right? right? You wouldn't have let it take your no, clubs. No, of course you not. Been no. Fine. I've been right in his face. Yeah, right. Ah, Fleegs, you're going to join me from the start uh, tomorrow? Uh, it looks like that's what's going to happen. Okay. What are we going to call ourselves this week? Ceylon Fleek. WFAN. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.